a couple of years ago, Rabbi Shai Shechter told me that he had wanted to, or maybe last year, he told me that he had considered at some point hiring a non-Jewish nanny to, uh, or a babysitter to watch his child while he and his wife were out. And his father had told him, Rav Shechter had told him that if you you can do that, but then every time you come home, you will need to kasher your entire kitchen. You will need to kasher every kli in your entire kitchen. So that sounded like pretty uh, a pretty strongly worded uh, statement. I assumed it was a joke. I didn't think you know he literally held that way lahalacha. And I still don't know whether he actually holds that way lahalacha or not. But someone came over to me just the other day and said that they attended a shear recently, and that at the shear they were told that if you don't have a camera in your kitchen. Uh, that that makes sure that the uh, that the housekeeper is not taking or using any of your kalim. All of your kalim become treif every time you leave your house. You have to always assume that all of your kalim become treif. So the person asked me whether that's true. So the, uh, the Rabbi Levin showed me that where does this come from? Where does this uh, this unbelievable chumrah come from? So it's halach in Shulchanach Yardeis and Kufchav Beisiv Test. Shulchanach writes like this. That you can't leave in a in a guy's house suuda, that you use for a suuda. You have to worry that maybe they're going to use them. That's what Shulchan Aruch says. But then the Rama adds a little bit later on, and that's if even in a Jewish home, when you have uh, when you have a maid or you have avadim working in the house, we cannot leave our kalim with them. Why? Because they might use it for dvarim asurim. They might use these uh, these kalim for things that you're not allowed to that you're not allowed to eat. They might put their own tray for meat in your kalim and cook in them and then clean it up and put it back, and you'll never know the difference. And therefore, you have to always be choshish that all of your kalim might become might become asur. In Rabbi Forst's book on kashrus, he summarizes this by saying, in the opinion of many poskim, even if the housekeeper does not have permission to cook. The utensils should not be used until 24 hours pass from the incident. Meaning that even if you're going to say that uh, the Ramah is only talking lechadchila, but the Abed will be mutter, at least you should wait till 24 hours where the where where any tam that's balua and the kelim becomes tam pagum. So it sounds like a very strong reasons, very strong chumras over here. The Ramah and Kufchav Beis Siftes seems to be very strong that you're not allowed to leave. You're Caleb with a guy. So Rabbi Levin showed me that Rav Asher Weiss has a tshuva on this, uh, on this topic. And Rav Asher um, was writing to somebody who personally was machmir, not to leave any Caleb in a house with a non-Jew or any food unguarded in the house of non-Jew. I guess they had a nanny cam or something where they just didn't have a non-Jew in their house. But the person's in-laws were not machmir like this. And the mother-in-law sometimes would make them some food and send over some food. And he wanted to know, is the guy, the guy wanted to know, is he allowed to eat the food? Is it mutter for him to eat the food that his mother-in-law sent over? He trusts his mother-in-law's own kashos, but he doesn't trust the mother-in-law's housekeeper's kashos, and he doesn't know what goes on when the mother-in-law goes to work. So is the food okay? Are the kalim okay? So Rav Asher starts by saying, well, there's another halach in Shulchan Aruch, and this we discussed in the Tamil Halach Shir a couple of weeks ago, um, when we were talking about leaving wine in, in, in the fridge. Shulchan Aruch says in Simen Kof Yud Ches Sif Yud, HaMiniach Ovid Chavim Bebeso, Ubo Dvarim Shim Huchlefu Yesh Bem Afilu Torah If you leave a guy in your house, and there are items in your house, 
that if the guy were to switch it out, it would be an Isidar Raisa, they could switch meat for their meat that's Nevelis and Trefus. So Imhu Yotse Vinichnas or Afilushman Ravaloidusha Daita Lishos Mutter. So if you're gonna be constantly coming in and out of the house all day, or you at least get the guy to think that you might come in or out at any time, then it's gonna be Mutter Velochashin and Shamechliff. You don't have to worry that the guy's gonna switch anything, even if the guy would be Nehene from from switching something. But let's say you're, the guy knows you go to work every day and you don't come back for the next eight hours and they know that it's perfectly safe, no one's watching them, that everything is uh, is fine and they're going to be nana from switching it, so uh, so the, the then it would be Asr. However, the Shulchan Aruch says, if it's something that uh, he's eno nana b'chalip and he has no benefit, there's no there's no reason why he would want to switch it, there's nothing that would motivate him to switch it, so then it's no problem. Since ain lo hana b'davar, it's no problem, you don't have to worry that he's going to, that he's going to switch Tosos gets, I mean, the Shulchan Aruch gets this from a Tosos Mesech Zavodazar that Yud Beis Amidalov. Tosos Zavodazar writes that uh, that that Pirushri Shadi Basar Kuchus Shalov Shakal Basar Shmeina Kedela Harviach. That the concern is the guy is going to take your good meat and replace it with his bad meat in order that he should benefit, that he should get the better meat. For no reason, for a guy just to switch things, just stam, just to switch, you don't have to worry about that. Every day we leave our homes and we leave all of our pots and pans in the home and we never have any concern that there's going to be Isser put into the pan. So even when uh, the Shulchan Aruch says that you're not supposed to leave your house uh, if, with, uh, for, for extended periods of time where you're not going to be Yosef and Nechnas, the source of that is what the Tulsus writes in Masech Savod Zara, that your pots and pans, if they have nothing to benefit by switching them out, there's no problem. So the pots and pans, there's no problem whatsoever with leaving them there. The, uh, the, 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 and, and nowadays in general, to say that they're going to be nana by being machlif, what sort of hana are they going to have by being machlif? Even by being machlif the meat, it's not so clear that they're going to have any sort of hana. They're not selling the meat on the street with the ashkacha on it. That would be a little suspicious. I don't know how many people would buy that. What kind of hana are they going to get from being machlif anyway? The Shulchanar Kuzant say in Sif Yud Beis that yesh lahach mir shalol aniach hakadero seitz al shvachos kashayin ayisrael bebayis. Shulchanar Kuzant to say that a person should should be machmir not to leave the pots in the house when there's no Jew in the house. So here's the problem. In Sif, the Shulchan just said, you're allowed to do it. He quoted from Tosin Avod Zarah that it's no problem to leave your pots in the house. And then in Sif Yud Beis, he says that you're not allowed to do it. So says Rav Asha, it's not a stira at all. The Mechaber is based on the Tur. The Tur writes in the name of the Rosh, just like Tosfos, that we're so mech to leave the pots in the, in the house. But then he says, Nechol, Yirei Shemayim Lahachmir, Ki Kama Pa'amim Ira Kilkul B'davar, that there are two reasons that it's kedai to be machmir for Yerei Shemaim. One is that sometimes a kilkul bedavar will happen, and sometimes they'll, took, they'll take milk and put it in a meat pot. They'll want to heat up chicken soup and they'll put some, uh, some, some butter in it or something. They'll put milk into a meat pot. So you have to worry about that as well. So that's what the Shulchan Aruch is saying in Sif Yud Beis. That for these two reasons, it's right says Rav Asher both of these chumras do not apply in our situation when we leave housekeepers in the house 
Why? He says the Prisha in Sivkat and Tezvav already explains that it's only a concern the uh, the first one that Shema Yara Kilkul Bedaver that some Kilkul is going to come about it's only a concern if the Shvachos are also eating from the food that's being cooked in the pot so there's a concern I'm sorry the second concern that they might add milk is only if they're also eating from the food in the pot that they're allowed to cook in those pots and to make things in those pots to warm things in those pots so then you have to worry that maybe they're going to add something to it but if you set the rules in your house that they shouldn't uh, they shouldn't use any of your pots and that's part of the rules that's not part you leave them uh, in plenty of food to eat for lunch without having to use any of your pots and pans and they should never be using your pots and pans which is certainly a rule that one should set with uh, with their with their housekeepers so then there's no concern of it whatsoever furthermore he, he writes that in the Kresa Gadol in the Sagos on the tour the uh, the 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 the, the Ravashu claims the that the, the Gadol says that the whole issue that, that maybe they're going to add chalav is that they're going to want to add chalav so that you will praise them that they made such good food, meaning they're going to want to make the food taste good because they're cooking for you. It's not that they're going to add challah for themselves. They don't care about the challah. They're, they want you to think they're doing a good job. So if it's their job to cook for you and they add milk, that's the concern. They're going to trade up all your pots to add milk. Why are they going to do it? Because they're going to want you to compliment them about how delicious the food is. But if they're not cooking for you, which they should never be doing, and that's not part of their job to cook for you, so then yeah, there's no concern that they're going to add milk. Why would they add the milk? They're not looking for the compliments. What about the other concern that the Torah says that Shema Yara Kilkel? So what does he mean? So first you have to understand what it means, Yara Kilkel. What kind of Kilkel? The Rush writes in the Tshuva, quoted by the Beis Yosef, V'yesh b'bayis avadim shemavim lahem basar mimakulin shalgayim. Shema Yara Kilkel means that if you let them use your pots, they may use the pots for their meat that they often bring into your house from wherever they bought from the markets of the Goyim. He says that's only when it was normal for Goyim to bring uh, their own meat into your house. If that is your normal, if that, then you have a problem. That should never be your normal. They should never be allowed to bring meats from uh, wherever they buy it into your house. They're, uh, you know, the, so, so since our situations do not allow for that, we don't, uh, that's not part of the way our households run, it's not a problem at all. Um, and he says, But probably he doesn't even mean Bishas Archak. Probably you could be making even the Khadkhila, it's not a problem. I mean, it's a steer of Mineu Bay. Bishas Archak, we could be making Afl Khadkhila. What does Bishas Archak mean? It means you need a housekeeper, you need a babysitter, you need someone in your house. So then you could allow them to, you could allow your, your Kalim to stay in the house as long as you set the rules very clearly that they're not supposed to cook in your Kalim. I, what do we do about the halacha that the Ramah says in Kuf Chav Beisif Tes, that L'Chadchila we should be careful never to leave Avadim Ushvachos, Hovli Chavim Shem Beis Yisrael, Shaloli Yachid Kelim Shalanu Etzlan, maybe they're going to use it for Dvar Ma'asurim. So for, first of all, the Shach already writes in Sifkat and Tes, that nowadays we're not Nisar in this because Yisrael is always Yotzei V'Nichnas. Great, but, but what if you're not Yotzei V'Nichnas all the time? So Rav Asher points out that Rav Moshe, the Chub in writes that if you leave Goyim in your house, then uh, you have to not use the Kalim for 24 hours. But Ravash uh, says, He says, I don't understand what Ramosh is talking about. The, even the Ramah never said not to use the Kalim for 24 hours afterwards. The Ramah said, Don't do it. Don't leave your house with the Kalim. But that Bidiyeved, you're not going to be allowed to use the Kalim. The Ramah never said that. He just said you shouldn't leave the house with the Kalim in it. But he never said that even Bidiyeved is going to be a problem. And furthermore, he says, maybe the whole Chumrah of the Ramah is only 
uh, in a case where the Goyim bring their own meat from the outside. So then you have to worry that they're going to use the Kalim for some for Davra Asr. But if they're not bringing their own meat, so maybe the whole, uh, the whole dinner of the Ramah doesn't apply. And another reason to be Mekel, he says, he says, look at the Lashon of the Ramah. The Ramah says, Shalol Yachid Kalim Shalanu Etzlan. Not to be miyached our kalim by then, by them, lest they use them for dvar masurim. What does that mean, kalim shalanu etzlan? Aren't all of the kalim in our house kalim shalanu? So he says, maybe the whole Isra of the Ramah is only kalim that the Yisrael was miyached for the guy to use and gave them specific permission to use. But you tell the guy, only make kosher food, even in these kalim that you're allowed to use, only make kosher food in these kalim. So in that situation, the guy knows he's allowed to use the kalim and he's going to make things with these kalim, but he has instructions to only make kosher food. So maybe he'll put non-kosher food in it and those kalim are going to be ushered. But stop all the kalim in your house when you tell him not to use any of the kalim. Just use plastic when you want it. You tell him he's not allowed to use any of the kalim. So that the Ramah was never talking about such a case. And Rav Ashur's Medaik, that the Mordechai and Avodazar, Tav Tav Lamed Gimel, seems to say this way as well, that it's only if you are miyachid kalim for their usage that this is going to be a problem in the first place. And, so, and, and even if you're not excited about Rav Asher's kulas on, on this issue, Rabbi Force points out the whole issue, l'chora, would only apply to kalim that people would use to cook to pots and pans, but certainly to forks, knives, flatware, it wouldn't apply. Because how is flatware normally used? It's normally used when you're eating off of a klisheni at the, at the least, right? And a klisheni is not able to, the, the heat of food on a klisheni is not able to transfer any time, so the kalim aren't going to become, the, the forks and knives aren't going to become, uh, aren't going to become treif anyway. And even if, uh, if, if it were eaten out of a klisheni, usually by the time you're eating it with a fork and knife, it's cooled down enough. It's not even so hot anymore. So the transference of time is not going to be it's not going to be the same so there's uh, there's lots of reasons to assume that certainly for flat for flatware you could be a mekel even the chachila without locking up all of your uh, all of your kalim or avasha thinks that we could be mekel with the pots and pans also without a nanny cam without anything else that uh, this chumra of the ramah was dafka talking about a case where we miyachid the kalim for the use of the guy but it should be said, and it must be said, that when you have a non-Jew working in your home, it should be very clear to them that they are not to use your kalim, that they should not do anything, they should not set up, uh, they, should not, they should not cook themselves pasta or anything else using your kalim. That is Bishalakum, the sheet in Rishonim, quoted in Shulchan Aruch, both sheets are quoted in Shulchan Aruch, it sounds like Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that it trafes up the kalim, Bishalakum trafes up the kalim, so you don't want them doing that, and you just don't want them, you don't want them to feel comfortable doing whatever they want in the kitchen. It's just a very, very bad idea. And when inevitably something goes wrong with kashras uh, because of a non-Jewish help, you should not brush it off and be a nice, a nice boss at that time, be a nice guy and say, oh, it's no big deal, don't worry about it. You could do that about a lot of other things. If something's not cleaned that well, oh, it's no big deal, just please try to do this better next time. If it's something with kashras, they should be very clear that it is a big deal and that it is a fireable offense, that it's something that you take extremely seriously. Because if they don't get that impression, if they think that it's a joke, then, uh, then, then it's really, really asking for trouble. So certain things you're going to be serious about, certain things you're not going to be serious about. Kashrus is something that you should be very careful to give the impression that you're, uh, that you're being very serious about it when something inevitably goes wrong. But, uh, but it seems that there's plenty of room to be making uh, that your kalim don't all become treif when you, leave, when you leave the house every day and the housekeeper happens to be there, even if you're not Yotzi V'Nichnas throughout the course of the day.